This is Amy Bauman, and you are listening to Speaking Truth with Love. For more information about myself or for His Glory Ministry, you can head to amybauman.com. Now here is today's show. Good morning. How y'all doing today? I'm Reverend Amy Bauman with For His Glory Ministry, and I am so glad that you're choosing to join us today. I pray that you have already been blessed by the worship music and the theme that we were singing about is that reckless love of God, how much he loves us. And I know in today's world, when we go through our circumstances and our situations and we feel discouraged and we feel lost, that sometimes we lose sight of that love. But we talked about last week that he's the same God. He's the same God today as he was yesterday, as he was in the Bible when we read about him. He's the same God and his love for us never changes. So I want us to make sure that we're focusing on that today and every day as we move forward and we keep renewing our minds to be more like Jesus. I have a lot to share with you today, but before we get started, let's open with prayer. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for who you are. We are so thankful that you are the same God, even amidst a changing world, when we have circumstances and situations and storms and famine and flooding and frenzy, that you are the same God, that you love us, that your love is a reckless love. You would do anything for us. And you showed us that by sending Jesus into the world to die a sinless death that we deserved for our sin. That's how much you love us. And we just are so thankful that you want to continue to to show us that love. And you encourage us and your desire for us is to keep stepping out in faith and choosing you. Help us today to choose you. Holy Spirit, I know that you have so much that you want to share with us. So we just pray that you will fall in this place. I pray for a fresh anointing that I will speak your truth with love. And I just pray that you will do a new work in us today. We love you and praise you and offer up this time to you and ask these things in Jesus name. Amen. I want to focus today on a question Uh, I think we spend a lot of times labeling ourselves, especially labeling ourselves as Christians. I'm a Christian, yes, but I want us to look a little bit further into that, dive a little bit deeper and ask the question, are you a disciple? And what are you a disciple of? And to start that conversation going, I want us to take a quick look at this video. What is a disciple? And is it possible to be a Christian without being one? You might not know it, but you are a disciple. It's just a matter of who you're a disciple of. Each one of us is modeling our lives after someone. So who do you follow? What do you listen to? What vision of the good life is capturing your heart? There's no shortage of roads to destruction. 
but there is one that leads to eternal life. Jesus is calling you down this path, saying, follow me. To be his disciple means to be an apprentice of Jesus, to model your life after him, to be like him. No matter who you are, where you live, what you do, you can live like Jesus, shining his light to your family, to your community, and your workplace. Discipleship is how his kingdom comes. It's how his will is done, here as it is in heaven. But it requires a decision. Will you follow him? Will you learn from him? Will you let him guide your life, your whole life, to be shaped in his image? Are you trying to be a Christian without being a disciple? The question and the invitation is right in front of you. Are you a disciple? When I was growing up, church was very important. From the time I was born until about 11, 11 and a half years old, we went every Sunday, sometimes twice on Sunday, Wednesday nights. My parents were involved in Bible study. I did, you know, youth groups and church outings and camps. I sang up front. Church was very important. And I was really proud to say that I was a Christian, right? I believed in Jesus. But was I a disciple? I'm not sure. As I got older, as I started making my own decisions, the church wasn't as important. I wasn't going every Sunday, maybe two, three Sundays a month. I wasn't going to church camps. I wasn't going on Wednesday nights. I wasn't in my Bible. I still believed in Jesus, but I definitely was not his disciple. I was more interested in following the world. I was more interested in making sure I was keeping up with my friends, that we were buying the same things that, that they were buying, that our house was as big as their house. I would operate day-to-day -day life based on how I was feeling, what the shape of the world was, how my marriage was. I wasn't consistent in a faith in believing in Jesus. Was I still a Christian? Yes. I still claimed to be a Christian. I would go to church. I did not read my Bible. I got pieces of the Bible every Sunday when we did go, when I was paying attention, when it seemed interesting enough, but it wasn't consistent food for my life. And I did not apply it to my life. So I claimed to be a Christian, but I wasn't a disciple of Jesus. I was a disciple of the world. And I wanted to follow the world. Do you see the difference? We can claim to be Christians, but we can claim to believe in God. But how are we walking that out each day? How are we living our lives? What is the fruit of our lives? Are we showing other people 
Jesus by the fruit of our lives and, and walking that out each day. And I can say for myself that for a long period of time, the fruit of my life was not evident and it wasn't what Jesus wanted for me. I wasn't displaying his fruit. I was trying to be good. I was trying to be kind. I was trying to be likable, but I was using my own strength to do it. I was drawing from years ago, Sunday school experiences, right? Old manna. I was trying to operate in my own flesh. And at 26 years old, all of that trying in my own strength manifested itself and I got shingles. My body visibly showing that I was working so hard in the flesh that it came out and I got sick. How are we living our lives each day that shows the fruit, the manifestation that we're followers of Jesus. At 26 years old, what was manifesting in my life was sickness and disease. That was the manifestation of the work that I was doing. It wasn't of God. I wasn't following Jesus. I was following the world. And that's how it came out. It manifested itself in sickness. So I want to look today at the life of Jesus and his ministry, pulling out some key things that show us what he's looking for in followers. Not once did Jesus say, come to me and be a Christian. You can scan through the Bible and his words and you're not going to see that. No, he was calling, he was calling followers. He was calling disciples. And throughout the New Testament, we see these ordinary, unlikely people who Jesus is calling together to show them how to walk that out. And what we see when we read the stories and the testimonies of other people who had been witnesses to this, what the Pharisees and the Sadducees were saying about Jesus' followers. That was one of the things that got them in an uproar. Can you believe it? Can you believe who these followers are? He's got a zealot. He's got fishermen. He's got a tax collector. He's got women for crying out loud. They could not get over who was following Jesus. People from all walks of life, all different backgrounds coming together for Jesus, for Jesus to show them how to follow him each day. What does that say about us? It says that all people from all different backgrounds, all walks of life can follow Jesus and that he will disciple us to be more like him. That truly when you bring all different kinds of people together, that there can be unity, one cause, one purpose, one person 
who's helping us. Jesus called ordinary people to be his disciples. He did not choose them for their outward appearance or how much money was in their bank or what kind of car they drove or what kind of music they listened to. Jesus chose unqualified, unlikely people to share the gospel. People like me, broken people, people with a past, people that made mistakes, people that sinned, people that walked in the flesh. But because of Jesus, their lives were transformed. And and now they were put on a different path. A different path to now not follow the world, but to follow him. And the commission, the commission was sharing the gospel. To make more disciples, who would make more disciples, who would make more disciples to grow the church, to follow Jesus. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Matthew 28, 19 through 20. What word stuck out the most to you in those verses? Was it command? I mean, what are the commands? Maybe this is where it gets a little fuzzy for you. You're like, you know what? I like Jesus. He's a great guy. But there's a lot of commands and I don't really do well with following orders. So I, I kind of like to do my own thing. I like to make my own path. I don't really like to be told what to do. Certainly don't like that word command. And I think there's a lot of people out there that said, you know what? I will be a follower of Jesus. You know, I would be, but there's so many rules. There's so many things I need to do. Well, let's look at some of those commands. Let's Let's talk that out. Abide in me. Repent. Let your light shine. Honor God's law. Do not lust. Keep your word. Go the second mile. Love your enemies. Be perfect. Maybe that last one sticks out to you. How in the world can I be perfect? But these commands that that Jesus talked about and that we read about in the Bible, they're not optional. These are essential. And Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. But here's the thing. We can't keep the commandments if we have no idea what they are. We cannot keep them without first knowing what they are and believing that there is only one person who can help us live this out. And that's Jesus. For all those years when I was following the world and I was going to church and claiming to be a Christian and not in my word, not in God's word, 
There's no way that I could understand how God wanted me to be and follow him without understanding what his word was. And so many times we leave those Bibles on the table and they're dusty and they're not picked up and we're not reading how God wants us to be, to respond, to love, to act. When I think about disciple makers, people that started off one way and turned their life around and went in a different direction like myself, people that had not been understanding the true nature of God and his love for us and what his word says. I think about the Apostle Paul. Paul is probably one of the most influential disciple makers in the New Testament other than Jesus. And if you remember, he had that radical conversion on the road to Damascus. He was sent by Jesus to the Gentile world to preach the gospel. Paul himself was discipled for a number of years by Ananias and then went by Um, other apostles that knew Jesus, and he was discipled by them. And Paul went on to become a disciple maker, sharing the gospel wherever he went. And he went on at least three missionary journeys, planting 14 churches, at least 14 churches, and writing 13 epistles that we can read today in the New Testament. Why? Why? Because he was led by the love of Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And he always had a team of believers with him. He was a disciple, always learning, always sharing the love of Jesus. The Apostle Paul is a perfect example of someone that can become a disciple and a disciple maker. I mean, he went from persecuting and killing other Christians to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Through God's grace and Jesus and the Holy Spirit, he went on to do incredible things that we read about that would shape how we do discipleship today. And here's why. We have a lot of teachers in the world today, Sunday school teachers, grade school teachers, middle school teachers, high school teachers, college teachers, seminary. We can go and have cooking classes and have cooking teachers. Anything that you want to learn about, money, finance, acting, Broadway, we can have a teacher that that will show us how to do it. They'll teach us how to do it. And then when you leave the school, when you leave the class, when you leave that apprenticeship, you are on your own. You might have some books that you can go back to. You might have a YouTube video that you can follow and like watch that again and go, oh, that's how you make that sauce. Jesus is the only teacher that goes with you while you're on the journey. He's the only teacher that will help you step by step by step 
walking out the very instructions that he's teaching you. And even he says, you can't do this without me. John 15, 5 says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me bears much fruit, but without me, you can do nothing. Without him, we can do nothing. And I am living proof of that. When I look at my life before Jesus, I could do nothing. I tried. I tried so hard that it manifests itself physically in me. I tried to be a good person. I tried to be a good mom. I tried to be a good wife. I tried to be a good daughter. And I was cloaked in failure at every turn until I lost my marriage and I lost my home and I lost part of my family. The consequences of the choices that I made was nothing but brokenness and failure because I tried to do it in my own strength without God. I'm 53 now. I can look back over my life and the journey that I've taken and I can say today that I am a Christian but I don't identify with that. I say I am a follower of Jesus and I now understand what that means. I used to know of Jesus. I used to know of his word. I used to know of his life. But now I have a better understanding of what it means to follow him, to put that into practice, to do what he did. And I choose to do that every single day when I get up in the morning. I don't choose to follow my flesh. I don't choose to follow the ways of the world. I choose to follow Jesus and the steps that he lays before me. Do I make mistakes? Yes, every single day. Am I still learning? Yes. I will keep learning until I step into eternity. But being a disciple is knowing without a shadow of a doubt that I am nothing without Jesus. Absolutely nothing. I am a puddle on the floor. And that I need to look to him so that I can be more like him. So that my words will be his words. That my actions will be his actions. And that when people look at me, they will see Jesus. And that's the journey that we're on. The journey that I have been on to be his disciple, to be where I am today, did not happen overnight. My old life, it took time for my life to come back into alignment with God's word. And in 2013, 10 years ago, this year, 
I was instantaneously healed. It was a miracle what happened to me when, when Jesus healed me of my mental illness. But while the miracle and the healing happened in one moment, I had to unlearn all the things that I thought I knew, all the old ways of doing things. I had to stop and relearn and renew my mind in God's word. And that has taken years for that to happen, 10 years for that to happen so that I know what I know today and I'm still learning. I had to unlearn the ways of the world and the trappings of the world and what I thought was important and renew my mind with God's word. The Lord had to teach me what it was like to follow him, to abide in him, to repent, to let my light shine, to honor God's law, to not lust after the things of the flesh and the things of this world, but to look to him to be my provider, to keep my word that what I say, I will do something that I will do it to go the second extra mile for people so that they will know about Jesus to love my enemies and those who persecute me and to be perfect in Christ. And by doing that, others can look to my life and say, why? Why are you the way that you are today? Why is your marriage strong? Why is your family together? Why do you have joy in these hard circumstances? Why do you work hard for the Lord? Why do you do a ministry? Why do you preach and teach on Sundays and throughout the week? Why do you live for God? And I can say it's all because of Jesus. Because he's transformed my life. Because I know what I used to be like. I know the pain and the suffering and the emptiness and the isolation. I know what it's like to want to kill yourself because you are so unhappy and so sad. I know what it's like to live in darkness and to believe every lie from the enemy. I know what it's like. And I know the difference that my life is today. I feel like Paul. I had a conversion on the road to Damascus. I was healed. I was blind, but now I can see. And you don't keep that conversion to yourself. You want other people to know about it. You want people to know that you can have this kind of life. And it's not by saying you're a Christian. It's by being a follower of Jesus. I identify today as a Jesus follower. And the question that we need to ask ourselves is what do you identify with today? When you say, I identify with this, I identify with that. What does that mean for you? 
That word identify is thrown out there a lot today. And let me tell you, let me be the first one to tell you that it goes beyond gender. It goes beyond sex. It goes beyond identity. We need to identify with Jesus Christ. We need to believe that we are created in God's image, that he has a plan and a purpose for our life, plans to prosper us and not to harm us, plans for a hope and a future. We need to identify this Christian life is because of Christ living his life in and through the believer. Jesus is living in me. I have been born again. I am new in him. The life of Christ is reproduced in the child of God by the power of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, it is a new life with new relationships inside of new constructs that is the word of God. And it has a new source, not the world, but Jesus Christ. Romans 6, 11 gives us a great principle on living the Christian life as followers of Jesus. Even so, consider yourselves to be dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Paul again refers to this identification with Christ in Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me, which now I live in the, in the flesh. I no longer live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. He's saying, I no longer live in the flesh, but I live in Christ who died for me to give me a new life, a life I now live by faith in the Son of God. To be a disciple means to follow, to be obedient, to learn, to want to be more like that person we are following and it's more than just dressing like that person or talking like that person or being like that person. Being similar to them, trying to be like them. God wants to, to reproduce the life of Jesus Christ in us. God is glorified when people see Christ in us. But the truth is, we have a choice. We talked about that a few weeks ago. I believe it was in our teachings on Tuesdays in the chair. God gives us free will. He doesn't want us to be a bunch of robots who he commands for us to love him and do what he says. He wants us to choose. He wants us to choose him over the world. And we have this choice, right? We looked at that over that month of July when we talked about 
walking in freedom. We have a choice to no longer live in those prison cells of sin and shame and depression and addiction. Jesus holds the key. All we need to do is invite him in to open that door so that we can walk out of that prison cell and walk into the true freedom that he offers each one of us. But it's our choice. We can yield ourselves and be controlled by the flesh and the world. And when we follow the world, we will never reproduce the righteousness of Christ. We will never be able to show people Jesus when we are following the world and what the world is identifying with today. But when we are spiritually minded, when we are focused on Jesus and following him and his words, we allow the Holy Spirit to come in and control our thoughts and our behaviors and we allow Christ to live in us and then we can be like him. The teacher who is walking with us. Our classroom is every single day allowing the Lord to shape us and renew us and reform us in Him. True disciples, true followers of Jesus Christ. What are you following today? What are you looking to, trying to emulate, trying to be like, trying to make yourself like? What are you looking to for strength? What are you hoping will get you through the next hour or the next week or the next month? Maybe the next minute. What are you a disciple of? Are you looking to the world Are you trying to identify with something that will make you feel not alone? If you are looking to the world, and I stand here today who used to do that, I'm telling you from my own experience that you will never find peace, that you will never find hope, that you will never find what you are looking for when you keep looking to the world. The world is going to let you down every single time. It may not be today and it may not be tomorrow, but it is going to happen. And I spent 17 years of my life looking for something and it was in front of me all along. And it was Jesus. And there was this call to me, this simple call that said, Amy, I want you to follow me and I'm going to give you hope and I'm going to give you strength and I'm going to give you what you need. And I didn't listen for 17 years. I didn't listen. I wouldn't listen. What are you a disciple of today? Let it be undoubtedly. Let it be Jesus Christ. Follow him alone. Trust in him alone. Let him guide your life as only he can. He will take you out of the darkness and into the light and into an everlasting life in heaven forever and ever. That's how much he loves you. That's the promises he's giving you today.
He wants you to follow him. Are you ready? Let's pray. Father God, week after week after week, you extend to us this invitation, this opportunity to wake up, to stop following the world, to stop listening to the world, to stop identifying with what the world offers, and you're beckoning us to follow you. You're beckoning us to wake up and to remember who we are, created in your image, sons and daughters of the Most High King. And you're doing it again today. You're telling each person watching, each person listening, look, I love you. I made you. I know you. I'm what's good for you. Turn away from the world and follow me. And so we extend that invitation today, Lord. If you are lost and broken and you are searching, then I'm here to tell you today that it's Jesus and he's the only one. And all you have to do is repent. Lord, I know I'm a sinner. I know that I have fallen away. I know that I have not been following you. I've been following my flesh. I've been following the world, but today, no more. Lord, today I invite you to come into my heart to do a new thing. I repent of my sin and from this day forward, I want to follow you. Help me to do that, Lord. Transform my life, renew my life. Teach me how to follow you from this day forward. It's as easy as that. We can repent and receive his forgiveness and we can return to the path that he has for us and we can follow Jesus. And so I just encourage you to follow him today. Lord, we thank you for how much you love us. We thank you for all the ways that you are working and moving. Help us to be a disciple of Jesus and to follow him from this day forward. Thank you for what you did here today. We love you and praise you and all God's people said, Amen. If you said that prayer, if you invited Jesus into your heart, I want to hear about it. You can send me an email at info at Our goal here at Forest Glory Ministry is to educate and equip and encourage people with God's word. And that is to take the next step. And so we have created lots of resources that once you say yes to Jesus, we wanna help you walk that out. So if you wanna send me an email, I can send you the resources that we can have. We can walk alongside of you and help you walk out this new life, this new discipleship of following Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for being here today and for joining us. And until next time, until we can be together again, be blessed. Thanks so much for joining me today. Stay tuned for more Tuesday teachings, Sunday sermons, and encouraging messages along the way. And until next time, be blessed.